welcome, welcome, welcome back. Everyone, this is My Life on Wax. One more time with your host, Mr. Ted, right here on Forward Radio. Right now, we are in the studio right now with another Louisville legend. Another legend. You know, we always bring legends on the show. This guy is Mr. Anthony Smith. And say what's up to everybody. What's up, folks? Glad to be here. Thank you, Ted. Yeah, yeah, so Anthony, man, we've been trying to get this man on the show for two, three, four, five months, and he finally could carve out two minutes to come see me, so we're happy to see him, man. So, Anthony, uh, real quick, if, if people don't know, tell people what you, what's going on with you, who you are, and why and why um, you might be on the show. Absolutely, uh, so again, uh, thanks for having me out. Uh, Anthony Smith, uh, Google native, born and raised, uh, 47, uh, been here all my life, uh, left uh, right now, I'm uh, working with a national organization called the Network. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, I'm thinking about the old groups that I used to work for. Uh, he, he, he used to be the easy <laughs> man in every every group that's been in Louisville. Uh, used to, uh, working on an organization called Cities United, and we work with mayors across the country, helping them develop strategies to reduce homicides of African American men and boys, increasing hope and increasing opportunity for the young men so that they can stay out of the cycle of violence. So I'm just glad to be with Ted and anything he needs and calls, I try to make myself available. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So, yeah, so Anthony came through, and just like everyone else that comes on My Life on Wax, Anthony brought five songs from his personal playlist. And we're going to go we'll go through those songs and kind of see, uh, see, see see what we had, okay? So the first song that Anthony brought us, man, now, I, I, really, didn't, I really didn't expect... I didn't know what to expect. Let me just say it that way. I didn't know what to expect. Because Anthony's kind of an eclectic cat. And you never you don't know what folks bring. Well the first song that we, we have here is Three Little Birds, Bob Marley, and the Wellers. So we're gonna listen to Three Little Birds just for a second. When we come back, we're gonna talk a little bit about why it's here and what relevance it has with his life. Three little birds. So, so this is 
Bob Marley, man. So what? So what brought this song to the playlist? What's the? So you know, when you asked for five songs, I could have picked five Bob Marley songs because Bob Marley is one of my favorite uh, artists. Uh, I mean, you know, I think you know he spoke a lot of truth, uh, uh, a lot about social issues across the world, right? And uh, was able to do that from the small town that he grew up in. And I just think that's a powerful statement that you know this young cat who saw the injustice stood up against it and you know put it on put it on wax and just really was out there talking about it every day. So what's so what's one thing if you I, I know it's, it's there's a lot, but if there was one thing that you could pull from Bob Marley from either lyric or a particular song or just something that, that he said that you uh, kind of focus on throughout your life, something that kind of pushes you, what would it be? And I think it's a lot in this song right here, right? He's telling you, you know, even though we're dealing with a lot of stuff, everything's going to be all right, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, you know, uh, you know, worry about the things you can, but, you know, also just still enjoy life, right? Because I think no matter what we're dealing with on a day-to-day, there's still some joy in life. And I think, you know, as a black man trying to figure this world out, you go through a lot, but you can also find joy in your family and and, and the other things that you love. And I know Bob Marley always loved soccer, man, and I watch him play soccer and his joy. Uh, so those kind of things are the things for me, man. Yeah, I, I, I tell you, sometimes it's tough uh, being black and always feeling like you have to be like everything has to be so serious and heavy right. all the time. And this song, this song definitely. Kind of puts me in a different place and kind of reminds me of that. Yeah, because that heaviness can wear you out, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I think that's what takes a lot of us to an early grave, uh, now, you know, when because we, we worry and there's so much stress, right? And I don't think people understand the stress that black folks and people of color and just marginalized people go through, right? It's not, it's not just that uh, we can't pay bills and we're trying to pay bills and raise a family. It's the other stress that we deal with, too, that's like triple. So I think, you know, whenever we can find joy in the right people in your life, I think we got to look for that. And I think that's what Bob is telling us in this song, right? And, and that's just uh, one you put on and you're just happy when you hear it, right? Man, right? <laughs> you know, and, he, and, and you're happy and you, and you, you get peaceful. Right. And you, and you fall into that groove. Right. And, you, you know, you might be participating in... In life, why? <laughs> and you know, so when you listen to it, right? He's talking about waking up and seeing these three little birds, and they're singing this song to him, right? So that's that's just taking time and look at the beauty around you, just for a moment, as you look get into the yeah, birds, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's three little birds telling him this song, man. It ain't nobody. It ain't you or me. He's looking at nature and saying, "This is gonna be all right." Which again, it's a spiritual thing, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so so Bob Marley definitely is a spiritual cat. At least I, I believe that. Um, and then looking at looking at your at the rest of your playlist, man, you you definitely have some. Th- these are some songs that I did I have we've never had on the show. Okay, and so I'm excited, <laughs> but I'm mo- I'm really excited about this next song, uh, Trucking. Yeah, so from what a long strange trip. <laughs> The Grateful Dead. So a lot of folks don't know me, don't know that I used to uh, be a deadhead. I used to follow The Grateful Dead. Uh, and, you know, that's just one of those songs, too, right, that just tells you to keep moving, man, because this is a long road, right? This is, this is a long, strange trip, and that's what the life is, right? So how'd you end up being a deadhead? <laughs> so, again, right, uh, grew up 
in Louisville all my life. I uh, grew up in West Louisville, uh, West End of Louisville. I was in Shiny neighborhood. And at the age of 13, mom picked us all up and moved us out to the real east end of Louisville, Westport Road in Chamberlain Lane. And you get mixed up with a lot of different crowds, right? So, you know, there were some folks who I hung out with, a bunch of white folks who loved the dead, loved Bar Marley, and it just felt right, right? So it was just one of those things, right? So that's how it happened. <laughs> well, there's no, no better place to play it than right after little Bob Marley. There you go. Trucking. Trucking, got my chips cashed in. Keep trucking, like the doodah man. Together, more or less in line. Just keep trucking on, on, on. Arrows of me and flashing my keys out on Main Street. Chicago, New York, Detroit, and it's all on the same street. A typical city involved in a typical daydream. Hang it up and see what tomorrow brings. Dallas got a soft machine. Houston, too close to New Orleans. New York got the ways and means and just won't let you be. Talk a little bit about about what music does for you specifically. Oh, man, music changes uh, and change the whole atmosphere or, or the feelings. Of, you know, it gets you up. It puts you down when you need to be. I mean, it's just one of those things that can change your whole emotional vibe and just with one song, right? So, you know, uh, and it's many songs that do that for you, right? But it's also, a, it's a, for me... It's a way to help express how I'm feeling, right? So, you know, I should tell my boys all the time when they were growing up listening to music. It's like I would question why they were listening to some of the music they listened to. Because they 
it had nothing to do with their life so it couldn't relate to them and i'm trying to figure out what does this music do for you right and how does it how does it feed you uh and you know but i also know too at uh when you're young like that right it's just sometimes it's about the beat it's about your peers uh, but I always wanted them to find music that fed their souls, that they knew that they can grow from, that helped them grow, uh, but was also relatable to them, right? So I just think music, uh, and I think, you know, when you think about social justice work, movement building work, music has always been a part of that, right? Which is the reason why I love the dead, right? Uh, Grateful Dead, if you've ever been to one of their shows, you know that people travel with them and they go all over the world with them. Uh, but there was some ugliness inside of that movement too, man, mm-hmm. which is one of the reasons I stopped going to the shows but always stayed a fan. Uh, there's racism, sexism, and all of that stuff uh, inside of the Grateful Dead movement, uh, but that's not what they were built on. It, sound, it seems like seems like that there's always some type of ugliness inside of whatever yeah. movement you're, you know, you're having. Yeah, I think that's the deal, right? The closer you get in, the more you see. It's like, you know, so you always want to try to stay on the outskirts if you can. <laughs> I mean, that's even with organized religion, right? Sometimes when you get so close into it, you're like, oh, man, this ain't what I thought it was, right? And then you get kind of turned off. But I think you always got to remember why you joined it, right? What was the yes. purpose for it? And it was for you to grow. It wasn't for you to uh, worry about all of that because that's not. it goes back to that Don't Worry song, right? Three Little Birds, that's not your, that's not your worry, right. right? You're trying to grow as a person, as a human being, so how do you do that? Right, 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 and I think music and you know books and all that stuff help us do that. Yeah, and, and if you can, if you can go in, see the, see the the dirt and the scum and the bad, and still be down. Right, that's when you know it is right for you. Absolutely, it's right. Like, it's like it's like if you know, right. you, can, you know, deal with pride and, and envy and treat them just the same. Right, you know, treat, right. take the good and the bad. Absolutely, right. And you know, even if you just think about Malcolm, right? He knew Islam was the religion for him, right? But once he saw what was going on inside of the nation, that was not for him anymore, yeah. right? But he didn't leave the religion, right? He left that part of it, right? He stayed yeah. true to what he knew helped him get from where he was to where he was going and how he grew out of that. Right. So, did that. Right. Ali did Absolutely, that. right? And it's like, you know, they stood true to who they were and their faith, but it wasn't that I got to stay with this sect of it or this this part of it because that's not what I want to be anymore right and I don't think we all know I don't understand how to do that but right? I think we just quit everything all together when we get frustrated with sometimes, it <laughs> sometimes man, sometimes sometimes we do just quit it all, all together but, but not when we're here on full radio man we absolutely we're up and quit on my life on wax we got we're Anthony Smith in the house from Cities United uh, Louisville legend native Louisvillean even though he's been all over and, and whatnot. Uh, one one other question about Grateful Dead. Now you said you you said you moved from the West End all the way out to the For Real East. Absolutely. And um, and this is where you kind of got got introduced. Absolutely. So so thirteen year old mm-hmm. Anthony transitioning middle school, oh, right? Middle, yeah, right. right. <laughs> and that's let's just pause for middle school for a minute. <laughs> Young black man in middle school. Let's just pause on that one. Emotions everywhere. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. So, what was that that transition like for little Anthony? Like, what was so that was one of the wildest transitions I've ever had in my life, right? So, on Forty Fourth and Parker, 
I had an aunt and grandmother. I had two aunts and a grandmother who lived on 42nd Street, right? So two blocks away. Uh, we had been there my whole life. Shiny Golf Course was my backyard. Uh, the Shiny Park is where I played Little League football, played at Shiny High School, swam in Shiny High. I mean, so all of these things. And I was surrounded by folks who looked like me. Right. Uh, then we moved out to the East End. Uh, we were like one of five to ten families in this neighborhood that were black families. Uh, went to a, from Westport uh, Western Middle School down on Bank to uh, Camera Middle School out there by Ballard High School, and you know you went from folks who were doing okay and doing all right to folks who were doing great and really doing okay because they had access, right? So you know you went from standing on the bus stop uh, watching cars go by to standing on the bus stop looking at cows, right? Because it was out there by the farm before wow. Walmart okay. opened out there on okay. Chamber. <laughs> Wow. So it was just all of these different dynamics that you went through, man. And it's like, you know, so it was a huge transition that, you know, now looking back on it, it's the best of both worlds, right? You got to understand how to grow up uh, uh, in, a, in an urban community, but also in a, a suburban community, right? And you got to figure yourself out in a way that you probably wouldn't have if you were just in one or the other. Do you think, do you think that that, um, that level of a difference still exists in Louisville between those two those two worlds. Oh uh, yeah, man. Yeah, I think those two worlds are still pretty separate. I think you know there's more uh, black folks living out there and people of color living out in those communities, but the masses and as a whole is still two totally different worlds, right? You can think about that even with the Oxmoor incident, right? Uh, the mall incident, whichever one it yeah, was, yeah, when they started yeah. putting the curfew out because young black kids were out there, right? Right. That had to get on a bus to get home. It wasn't like the young black kids that they used to, right? Right. So it's like, okay, what is this about? That's, 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 <laughs> I mean, so I mean, yeah, it's a, I mean, even the way our kids go to school mm-hmm. shows you that we're still in two different worlds, right? So it's just, it's just one of those things that I don't know how we change. Uh, I know it's got to be some housing patterns that are different, right? And I think they're getting there, you know, there's all these new things happening. But it's just a, I don't know, man, it's just. You think it's necessary? Is necessary to, to change that or? If we're not going to do anything different in West End, yeah, it's necessary, right? Because, I mean, you got, I mean, we were riding through yesterday, me and my wife, right? We went down to the Ali Center and then down to Ali's house. And all of these beautiful homes that sit vacant, I'm still like, that's a waste of property, yeah. right? And, you know, we don't have. On that street. On that street, <laughs> right? And then you ride up and down Lewis Coleman. I mean, all of these streets where our powerful folks have been. Brick, brick houses. Brick houses. Huge houses. Right. That have yeah. got the right attention could be, the. I mean, I mean, even though you go up and down Broadway. Yeah. Vacant properties on Broadway. One of our major streets. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right. Once you pass 9th Street, there's all huge, of this stuff. Huge stuff sitting back. <laughs> Like sit, sit, <laughs> sits back. Now you got a house that sits back. Right. You got something going. Right. And that's the thing, man. So yeah, I think we still got the same disparities today, man. But I think you know, uh, I think there's a lot of good folks trying to change it and fix it. But I, I don't know when we're gonna get there. Yeah. It's just, it's just one of those things we're trying to figure out consistently. Yeah. yeah. But you know, I think for me and my my siblings, you know, we can see the difference that been in both of those worlds made for us right we got friendships that we probably never would have had we got networks that we never had we had opportunities afforded to us that we never would have had i'm just saying so i mean it's just one of those things sometimes it is about where you're at mm-hmm. yeah okay i can dig that <laughs> I, 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 I see that so 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 we, we got some reggae absolutely playlist. we got some 
what, how was what's Grateful Dead? Yeah, what's they're that? all in their own, they're just man. Yeah, they're just, dead. yeah, Grateful Dead. <laughs> and then I, I said to myself, I said, I know he's gonna have some hip hop. Yeah, he's gotta have some hip hop somewhere. <laughs> and De La Soul. De La Soul. De La Soul. De La Soul. Me, myself, and I. Let's let's listen to that for a minute, then we'll come back and talk a little bit with Anthony about De La Soul, me, myself, and I. This is uh, for radio, my life on wax. Mirror, mirror on the wall. Tell me, mirror, what is wrong? Can it be my daylight clothes or is it just my daylight song? What I do ain't make believe. People say I sit and try, but when it comes to being daylight, it's just me, myself, and I. It's just me, myself, and I It's just me, myself, and I Now you tease my plug one style And my plug one step to coach You say plug one and two are hippies No, we're not, that's pure plug four Always pushing that we formed an image There's no need to lie When it comes to being plug one It's just me, myself, and I Me, myself, and I It's just me, myself, and I It's just me, myself, and I I am poems I speak the plug too tight. Please, oh please, let plug to be himself, not what you read or write. Right is wrong when hype is written on the soul. They lie that style is surely our own thing, not the fourth disguise of showbiz. They lie solely from the soul, and this fact I can't deny. Strictly from the Dan Call Stucky, and from me, myself, and I. I. It's just me, myself, and I. Daylight Soul. So, so it's a, it's a, it's definitely a, a certain type of cat that rides with Daylight Soul. Daylight Soul back in the day. So, so tell me what what made them stand out for you. See, I think you know with Daylight again, right? They allowed you to be who you are, right? They came on the scene and they weren't trying to be anybody but who they were, right? And I think you know uh, that's what I loved about the first cut they put out, right? It's like they came on the scene and they were with a crew of folks who were like that, right? So I think for me as a hip hop fan and as somebody who was again trying to transition through these two worlds and all these worlds, this hip hop. Uh, when Daylight hit the scene Allowed me to be Anthony in this hip hop scene Right I didn't have to put on No pretenses I didn't have to uh, Not act like I didn't like Other music and other things Right I could be just who I was And I think you know That's one of the things I love about music uh, When kids find The right group And the right folks that, that allow them To be who they are Right And uh, you know I think that, I don't know if you've seen The movie uh, God, What's that movie man I love it I can't think of the name of it When they uh, The kids And uh, And uh, Compton and they just listening to uh, 80s hip hop 
Oh, is it a new, newer movie? Newer movie. Dope. Out. Dope. Yeah, yeah. man. I, I love that movie, man. And that was catching. Uh, and uh, those the four young people in that movie, man, were just being who they are in yeah. the world that was telling them they had to be something else, right? Yeah. And I think that's what Daylight did for me, man. It's like, just be you. Yeah, they, they, definitely, they, they, they definitely cut their own did their own path I say in that in that in that hip hop picture. Absolutely. And I think I think they kinda of underrated. I might myself personally now. Now cause, cause everybody talks about like the the other extreme. Uh-huh. They don't talk about nobody talk they don't talk enough about daylight. See but I think man, you know Again, one of the things about Daylight that I loved is they were not trying to be that, right? They were just like, let us do what we enjoy doing. Yeah. Right? They found their niche, uh, and they've been doing it for 30 plus years, still doing, right? Still touring, right? <laughs> and they have the same respect across the hip-hop era, right? All the folks in hip-hop love Daylight, right? Same with Tribe yes. Called Quest, right? When we yeah. lost Fight, Fight Dog, yeah. right? Yeah. Just here recently, right? It's like, you know, everybody in the hip-hop industry had a song, uh, 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 uh a story about fight, right? But you know, Tribe Called Quest, right? It's not as up there as you think they should be, right? It's like, so there's a lot of cats in the world, but they're still doing it and they're they're making an impact on the on the industry across the board. Yeah, I think, I, yeah, I, I agree with that. I mean, part of it, and part of the reason that they have the respect is they were genuine, right? True self, right? So, uh, so in that in that same kind of sense, I'm, I'm just curious. Mm-hmm. I know you've done a, you, as far as I've been here, as long as I've been, you've done a lot. Um, you work with network, mm-hmm. work in the mayor's mm-hmm. office. Started, you know, you were part of that safe and healthy neighborhood. Yep. The, the the beginning, absolutely from the jump. Yep. And now City's United. Yep. Uh, what is so? You have to be true to a, to a, a genuine to something within yourself in order to do these jobs. Yeah. Has Has there ever been a time where you um, kind of felt like you were fighting that, where, where you were fighting um, against something that you really felt deeply within yourself and you didn't want to? So no, I think one of the things that I've been blessed with, man, is that I've been able to maneuver in this world being who I am, right? Once mm-hmm. I figured out what I wanted, what my purpose was, uh, I never backed away from it. You know, it was hard sometimes finding my voice in some of the roles that I was in. Yeah, I think that's one. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, I think, you know, when you start this work, right? So I started, uh, I can't remember, I was at child support, right? Fresh out of college, man. You know, a lot of folks should know by now, and I'm a high school dropout. I didn't get my GED until I was 21, didn't get out of college until I was 21. 27, 28, right? So I didn't start my career to late in life, you know, late in life based on the way we think about the world, right? So for me, right, it's like I was at child support and I, you know, I had just decided that my purpose and I, you know, I didn't decide. I figured out what my purpose was. It was that I needed to go back and work with young black men who went through some of the same stuff that I went through, right? My life wasn't bad, but dropping out of high school, finding my way and feeling disconnected, is what a lot of us go through, right? And that's why we get to the places we get to. I had a strong support system that didn't allow me to slip too far, but you know, I still slept. I, I did. Me and my brother both had uh, missteps. Uh, so when I made that decision back in 1999, 2000. I've not looked back, right? So when I go into a space and when I take opportunities and take jobs, I'm real clear with people what my purpose is and what my role is. I can do all the other stuff you ask me to do. 
but understand that if it's not about young black men and boys, then I can't be there, right? So wow. once you find that purpose and you figure that out, man, I think all these things start coming in your way to help you get to where you're supposed to be, right? So I've never really, I think this, the only thing I really have trouble with at times is uh, finding my voice in room, but I'm getting much better at that is too, right? So I think as time goes on, you grow comfortable in who you are, right? Uh, and you fight the battles you know you're supposed to fight, right? Some of these battles we fight are not for me, but I know what I'm supposed to say and when I'm supposed to say it. So when you get a gig working in the mayor's office and you got all of the you got the mayors here and the directors here, you've got to use that platform to really make change happen, right? So you can't just be in there going along to get along. You've got to be able to step up and say, okay, this is what I believe we should do, and you got to hold strong to that. And when they're asking your opinion, you got to tell me your opinion yeah. and push it, right? Yeah, it's not, I think that's one thing that, um, personally, I think that people, black black men in professional spaces, mm-hmm. struggle sometimes right. with. Like, how, how strong should you sit? How much should you, should you come off? Because you don't want to... <laughs> then you don't want to men and women. You don't want to come off as that angry one, right? You don't want to come off as the, the one that, that is unable, to, un, unapproachable, right? That's, that's but sometimes you do want to be that, right? Sometimes yeah. you do because I think there's some anger that people need to see, right? Even from folks who are calm like me, there's every now and then you rile me up, right? I can I can get angry about an issue that I care deeply about. But I think also a part of our work is is that. You know, yes, my, my mission and purpose is to make sure young black men and boys have better outcomes, but I also know that that's connected to a lot of stuff, right? It's not that they're growing up in families that there's no women in, that there's no, you know, all these other things that are taking place. So I, I care about a lot of issues, but at the end of the day, I'm focused on what I'm focused on, but I know how to connect the dots and how all this stuff works. So I don't think you ever get to go into a space and only have one cause and you don't work with nobody else on anything, right? I've been also blessed with able to build relationships across a bunch of different tables right and having uh, uh, making sure that people understand that I see their issue as well as my issue and I see how they relate right, right? and I don't know uh, you know so that's one of the things I do consistently is I can see the bigger picture and I think you know when you got when you understand what your skill set is and you know what your weaknesses are as well right because I also know I can't do this alone so I gotta have a bunch of smart people around me <laughs> to help me do the work that I do right so it's never about Anthony making a difference it's about we are making a difference and I learned that at NC3 a long time ago that this is about the collective and about the, all of us working together uh, to get this work done right I might get to shine more than others but it's not about me and I try to be real clear about that all the time that's awesome man me myself and I. <laughs> you know you know I'm listening as I'm listening to this song and, and, and hearing you talk man it's it's, uh, it's refreshing but it is also it, just, it seems right like this, this song backing up mm. this conversation. I think you're right, man. It's, it's like a, it's, it's <laughs> like the perfect. The and that's perfect. what I'm digging about this, man. Is that it just feels that way, right? And I think you're asking the right questions, and it's just flowing, and it's just one of those things. And I think even when you think about this song and me, myself, and I, I think if you watch the video to me, myself, and I, you see that they're still about the three of them or the four of them and their yeah. crew, right? Yeah. Even though I'm gonna be who I'm gonna be. I also know that I'm connected to others and I'm allow other folks to be who they want to right, be. I right, can't, I, I can be me, but I'm me within this larger right. collective of, of a we. Absolutely, and right. I got to let you be you, right? I got to respect you for who you are and I not try to get you to change either, right? Yeah, so. yeah, and that's how you gain and keep that respect across Absolutely. the board. That's how, that's how you keep touring. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, later, you know, 
and influences. Right. So what? Uh, I think one of the uh, I can't, uh, there might be this cut. Right. Just celebrated 25 years, man. Come on. And it and it still still it still goes. And now now that's that's one thing that's one thing that I can say about that I'm excited about this show. Most most of the songs people bring on this show are timeless. Mm. Like I, they, they are timeless. Absolutely, people play them today, <laughs> and they'll and they'll get and they'll rock and they'll rock. So I appreciate you for bringing uh, at least a couple songs so far that, that I think are perfect timeless. Hey, you still thinking about that truck in your? I'm still I'm, I'm, I'm still I'm still work I'm working on Great Day. I'm working on. I'm telling I'm, you, I'm, man. I'm, I'm putting on one day. And just, <laughs> just let it ride. Let it ride. Man. Man. And, and make a decision on it. Um, okay, so so we're gonna jump into this. Other song now I didn't uh if this was a, a fill in a kind of a fill in song. I against I Yeah, so uh back in the day when I used to skateboard, right? I used to be a skateboard. Man. I'm telling you, I'm a uh, yeah, but it's move, all that, around that music. Move, that move to that east, boy, <laughs> it changes you, man, back in the day. So uh I guess I is bad brains. Bad brains is one of the baddest uh punk rock reggae bands you'll ever see, right? There's a bunch of brothers from DC uh, and they come hard. Wait, 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 wait. Okay, wait. wait. You can't just walk past that. Like, so it's a it's a punk rock. It's a punk rock band with a reggae funk. To reggae funk. Yeah, and all all brothers with dreads, man, and uh, wow. they are one of the baddest bands ever. And when you hear it, you will understand why. And this eye against eye really is again another thing that just says. You've got to fight the world sometimes by yourself. I mean, it's just one of those things, I guess, that sometimes you're fighting yourself, sometimes you're fighting the outer, and you can still get there, right? So this song right here, it just goes hard, man. So It's, the, it's in the bad brain. <laughs> the reggae punk rock. <laughs> Full of brothers. I against I. Against I. I 
<laughs> so, so I'm, I'm definitely, I'm definitely intrigued. Absolutely, because uh, I, I love, I love uh, live instrumentation. Mm-hmm. I love, love live music. And I love bands. And these guys definitely talented. They, they got skills. But lots of skills, man. Yeah, and I think you know. So one of the things that you, uh, again, growing up in these diverse worlds, you're always looking for representation, right? So when I became a punk fan, a punk rock fan, you had to find folks who were doing it, like Fishbone, uh, Bad Brains. Those folks still represented you in this different culture, right? So you got to be able to find your way and your voice in there too, right? And you know, even when the punk scene. There was supposed to be a scene of individuals and all of this stuff like that, right? There was a bunch of racism and sexism in there, right? So you're still trying to find yourself in these scenes of stuff that you enjoy and you like, right? Because at this time, listening to punk rock and skateboard, there was a lot of, you know, you got all this energy that you're trying to get rid of. You're Mm -hmm. angry at the world because you're this young cat and none of that. I mean, so it's just those things. And Bad Brains just brought all that out, right? So they're one of my favorites next to Fishbone when you talk about punk bands and they all you know most uh, uh african-american or black folks in punk got this reggae sound to them too right this uh, so they keep that kind of sense to it i wonder i wonder if that's i wonder why that is i think you know music all for us music is always overlap man it's not just one thing even when you look at listening to hip-hop there's all of these samples of all of this music from the beginning that they put in there right and, you know go back to rock and roll and all of that stuff that's our stuff right then we just move so far away from it uh, that uh, it's kind of hard to get back to. So when people think you hear you like certain stuff, it's like, how you like that? That's our music, right? Because you can still feel it, right? You know, the Rolling Stones and all those folks didn't would not be if it wasn't for others paving the way for them, true, right? True. So you know, so I think that's what it is for me, right? Is I think you know, uh, music is this for me. It's a you melt it all. It's a big melting pot of what I listen to and what I like. And how I get down, right? So, so this, so this song, this this artist, Fishbone, also kind of help you see yourself within this, in, in this new, in this new and different space. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. So you so, know, they were all in the skateboard, and they were all into the scene. Were you, were you so okay? So I got a cousin <laughs> who skateboards. <laughs> then I, and then he's got friends who are skateboarders. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely, I was so, I skateboarded. I was not good okay. at it, right? I, I tried the ramp. I tried the you know the the ramps. I tried the street and all that stuff like that. It was just fun for me. Uh-huh. I never got good. A bunch of my friends were real good at it, and they were crazy. You got to be kind of crazy, crazy to be good at skate. <laughs> right, you got to have this sense of uh, uh, you got to conquer some fear that you because I mean you come you do some crazy stuff, right? So. But I think, you know, uh, I was just into it. That's why I'm not still doing it, right? Because if it was something I was good at, I'd still be doing <laughs> it. You probably, you probably still do it sometimes. Like Tony Hawk. No, man, I'm a, I, I don't want to break no bones. I'm too old, man. How about that? No, man, I'll watch X Games on TV because I still enjoy it. I'll go down to the park here mm-hmm. and watch these young kids do what they do. But it ain't for me, man. I'm a, I'm a spectator, man. <laughs> You know, uh, you know, I think I, I do think that that most, because I mean, I, I I had a skateboard for a while. Uh huh. You know, I skate, I was, I skateboarded down up and down the street. I wasn't doing, I wasn't, I wasn't for the tricks and stuff. I, I used it for transportation. Uh, <laughs> I see. But but I, I everybody likes skateboarding. Absolutely. At some point. Absolutely. Uh, and 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 I think I think I think the fact that you're able to see a group called like Bad Brain. Absolutely. It, it makes it makes you um, it validates 
that part of you. Yeah, yeah. And that's, and that's, and that's huge, man. I, I, never, I never really thought about being able to see folks that look like you mm-hmm. in that genre. Yeah. Because it just doesn't happen. Absolutely, but they're there, right? And they're, yeah. they're, they're, and they're actually celebrated in the, you know, Fishbone and Bad Brains are like, if you ask anybody that likes punk rock, uh, that likes the music for what it is and not because they think it's a white thing or anything like that, they'll yeah. under, they'll tell you these are two of their favorites, right? Wow. And they'll always be that way, right? Even with, when I was in the skateboard and there was folks who were in skateboarding and BMX who look like you, who you gravitated to. That's who boards you brought, right? You know, and stuff like that. Uh, and you try to make sure that that's who you supported, even though you might not knew that's what you were doing, right. but that's just who you gravitated to, right? And I think that's why it's so important when people talk about teachers in school, you got to have people inside of a school system that look like you, right? Yeah. So that you can say, okay, this is for me and about me. And I think that's what it was for uh, with this music. And you got to have people within the school and everywhere else that can relate to all the different kind of kids. Mm-hmm. That are in there Absolutely Everybody Is not a monolithic look so Everybody's different Especially Especially You got, you got, a, you got a little Anthony in there who, <laughs> who If you just look at him You just you think oh, Okay this is just Hip hop kid But You talk to him a little bit And this guy is Just as great as dead And <laughs> Skateboarding And so it's always more than meets the eye. Absolutely. And I think that's why shows like this and just conversations, if you're open to a real conversation with folks and don't come in with already identifying who they are, you can get to a lot of deeper things, right? And I think a lot of times we walk in spaces already labeling folks, uh, or if they say something that we disagree with, we're going to label them. Yeah. Uh, and I don't think we give ourselves time to get to know each other, right? And I think that's one of the reasons why, with all the movements that have happened across the countries and the world, is that there's always this discontent inside that you know people get in their feelings and all this other stuff and we forget what the bigger purpose is and we all start you know downing each other and bashing each other and i don't think we ever get anywhere right so 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 let's talk a little bit about those labels because i can imagine that you you get labeled (laughs) in a a lot of different spaces that you may be in uh how do you handle because because Basically, I know I don't put a label on you. Absolutely. And you have to, and, and, and it's seen unfair, but you have to mm-hmm. deal with the label that they put on you. Absolutely. And kind of fight that, but, you know. Yeah. So how, 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 how do you handle that? So, you know, I think the only labels that really matter are the ones you put on yourself, right? Uh, I don't get caught up in how other people try to define me uh, because they, they don't know me, right? And I think if they took the time to understand why I do the things I do, then we would get to a better place, right? I'm even at a place now, right? You know, I was thinking about it yesterday and today as I've got to check myself occasionally, right? Because I got, I got to let people be who they want to be. I don't have to, I don't want to put labels on you. I don't want nobody, I don't want to discount you or write you off based on what I believe and see, right? I want to do, I want to get to know you first, right? And the things we can work on, cool, and the things we can't, cool. So, you know, even going inside the mayor's office, right? Because I worked at NC3. We were a community-based organization doing a lot of good grassroots organizing on the ground. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, to leave that, because you're pushing against the system, right, to go into the system was one of those things that a lot of people question, right? Yeah. But in my mind, there's an inside-outside game that you got to have. Just yeah. because I go work for the mayor doesn't mean I've changed my beliefs and changed my philosophies. There's some stuff that i got to do with inside of that system that you might not agree with, but at the end of the day, I'm still who I am at my core, right? Uh, and I think if there's not any of us inside, it's kind of hard to win, right? Mm-hmm. 
But I think, you know, we get caught up in, okay, because we dislike some of the stuff that Mayor Fisher does, then that must mean Anthony agrees with everything that Mayor Fisher did. So therefore, we can't roll with him no more either, right? So it's like there's all these tricky things that we got to figure out in this world. But if folks just sit and talk and have a conversation, you know, you can see some of the influence that we had inside the mayor's office going down, right? You know, I don't think the safe and healthy neighborhoods would have looked the way it went if it wasn't for Sadiq with me, Dr. Nesbitt, and Tony Payton all in there at the same time yeah, helping to guide it, right? That's it might really, not be what you want, yeah, but I it's... Did, yeah, <laughs> did you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and Quinequa, you know, I can't even forget Quinequa, right? Because Quinequa yeah. came in and put a lot of work down. She's still in there putting it down, right? And I think zones of hope. I mean, all these things that we were able to be a part of that can have some huge impact if given the right support and resources are not small, right? right? But because it came out of Mayor Fisher's office, it can't be right. That's the conversation sometimes, yeah. right? So it's just how do you get past all of that stuff, man? And how do you move it in a way where people can see uh, that folks were just trying to do the best they could within a system? Yeah. And if we work closer together, we could have got a lot more done. Yeah, the way, the way you do that, you have an honest conversation. Absolutely. You know, <laughs> where you don't, you don't come with frequency, you know, but you come, you come with the ideas you want to learn something Absolutely. And, and share. Absolutely. And what I used to tell people all the time, you know, when I was in, it's like, you know, push me to do better, right? If I'm not doing the right stuff, call me up and say, Anthony, did you not pay attention to? Can you get this message across? Can you say this? Don't just assume I knew it and went against it, right? You right. got to come in and holler at me and say, because I, I did not have the time to be on the ground as much as I wanted to, right? And I couldn't go in all the spaces to get right. all the information. But what we knew, we really pushed for, and we try to make the right things happen. Yeah, that's one thing that I, I always tell people. I say, look, don't assume. Right. Just ask the, ask the question. <laughs> ask that question and ask the right person. Don't, don't, ask, don't ask them what I think. Ask me. Ask me. <laughs> and then when I tell you, believe, right. believe that, I'm right. telling, that I'm, I'm being as honest as I possibly can be. Right. With, with the information, right that now, I have. information that I have, right? I'm telling you exactly what I, what I can tell you right here, right now. I dig, man. Yeah. So you know, but I think, uh, I, I think we got a lot of good stuff done, and I think the folks who are running it now, Quinequa, Rashad, and Brandon, are doing a great job of taking it to the next level. And I think that's one of the things you want to be able to do. I've never been at a place longer than about five years, right? Because for me, I think you got to move out of the way to allow other people to come in and other leadership to yeah. take place. Uh, and it's got to grow, right? And I think if you stay there too long, it gets stagnant unless you got a lot of people around you pushing you, right? Because I've seen some leaders stay in places for a long time and see them constantly grow. But I just think, you know, for me, it's like, you know, sometimes you got to move out the way and say, okay, let new folks come in and do this work. And you go take on this new opportunity, right? Because right. Cities United was hard to leave the mayor's office to go do this. But when you know your purpose and you know God's got you and he's making ways, you got to go where he tells you to go, right? Yeah. So for me, Cities United was the next level that says, okay, you can't do it in your city alone anymore. I need you to go try this on the national level and see if you can make this happen that's here. A, that's a big deal. Man. That's, hey, man, it was one of those, this is my dream job. This is the, the dream place for me to do this. And I get to be real clear about who I'm working for and with, right? <laughs> I go into I go in the mayor's office and I'm saying, my job is to help you and your team and your city create strategies to help reduce the number of homicides of African-American men and boys. And we need to do that by you making sure that your city see them in assets and give them the opportunity that they need to survive. 
right? That's it, right? That's the conversation that I get to have every day across this country, right? And, you know, I get pushed back on it because everybody wants me to think about what about boys and men of color? What about young girls? Which I love all of them. And we can have a conversation about all of them, but my role for today... We can do that in a minute. And we can do that in the context of what I'm talking about, right? We can do that. Understand that when I come in, I'm not telling you not to worry about everybody else. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, how can I help you do this? Because we had, we lose 13 young people to gun violence every day under the age of 24, young wow. black men, every day. Yeah, I, but I, and I understand if you if you help young black men with you know if you give resources to that group, it's like everyone else. Raises anyway. That's that's the hope, right? But I think you can you can you got to have different strategies for each population, right? Everybody don't need the same thing, mm-hmm. right? If we know young black men are dying at a high rate of homicides and are the number one person people get shot, then your strategies for that should be a lot different than what's happening to Asian men, Hispanic men, young women, right? Mm-hmm. There's a different conversation. Yeah, different. And I think you can have all of them. At the same time, because you you should be, because you want everybody to have better outcomes. Okay. <laughs> but I don't have to be the one that have. I don't have to be in debt with that. It don't have to be your company. No, it don't. Right. Yeah. So when I come to the table with my resources, this is what I'm going to help you with. But I need you to figure out how to weave that together as a city, because you got to have all of them, all of that stuff moving at the same time. Right. You cannot just rely on saving young black men and boys' life and, and hope that everything else gets better, because it's not. If you're not real intentional, but I just think we've got to have strategies that covers all of them, and I'm coming with strategies for young black men and boys to there keep them go. alive. Well, well, I'm, I'm telling y'all, this is as y'all can see, this is informational, exciting. I'm, I'm learning about music that I would never be listening to <laughs> on purpose. Uh, on purpose. <laughs> But I'm, appreci- <laughs> but I'm appreciating because it's good stuff. Um, and, and and talking about young young men, young black men and boys, uh, there's one young young brother who's been out here spitting here lately. Chance the rapper. Chance the rapper. Now, <laughs> Chance the rapper is uh, a, a rapper out of Chicago. Um, and this guy. I'm 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 pretty new to him. Mm-hmm. He, he just dropped he dropped a, a new a new record, a new album, color and book. Absolutely. I'm new too, man, about uh five, six months in. Yeah. The only reason I know uh, I saw Quinequa tweet out something uh on one of his songs uh he does with Donnie Trumpet. And it's called uh Wanna Be Cool. Yeah. And I listened to that and I was hooked. Huh. <laughs> so this kid this kid is out here doing some great music. Uh some great music and and the song we have here is summer friends summer friends summer friends uh tell me what's about this song specifically that has got you so summer friends for me is a song that i believe a lot of young people in any urban community can relate to right when you listen to it and it talks about uh uh how uh, young kids got to go in at a certain time in the summer because of uh, 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 the, what they say that something about the old kids have heart or the old shorties have heart, right? And mm. gunfire and uh, oh, yeah. yeah, you got more, you uh, you got more kids uh, going into the 
uh, juvenile detention center than you do in summer school. So, I mean, it's just this thing. But the way he talks about it reminds me of my summertime uh, in a way around your grandmother, the fun that you got to have, the ripping and running that you got to do. Uh, but it's just a way to just say I just think a lot of young boys, young people can relate to it. Right. Yeah. And it's just uh one of those new summer jams, I mean, it's not a summertime jam like Will Smith, uh, right, our Fresh right. Prince, but it's a summer jam that you just roll with and it helps you stay awake of what our young people are dealing with, right? Yeah, so I mean, just that's just the stuff, man. He's, he's also got uh, a heavy influence of a like gospel type yeah. in the in the songs. Yeah. That, so that means if you play, your grandmother might not shut it down. <laughs> and so. uh, you know, before we get all the way into it, right? It was between this summer. Summer friends are Sunday Candy, uh-huh. right? And Sunday Candy, he's got this song that's really about his grandmother and uh, church. And uh, I mean, it's just he just, I mean, he's just really mashing all of this stuff together. That just yeah, good he, for me, man. He definitely does. He definitely does. I, um, we've played some music from him before, and the the connection that he has um, to to the gospel is really interesting, right? Because it's not church, right? But it's it's got a spiritual kick to where to where you know if if, if you got that aunt who don't want you know, none of that rap in their house, they might just let you rock this, right? And, and, and I think some young cats going up who don't know church and uh, don't know their God or spiritual life, man, could find it in this music, right? In, the, in a way that's real, real deep, right? So I think that's what I love about it too. Is right? Is that. Even as people who, you know, I'm a spiritual person. I consider myself a Christian, right? I might not go to a church, but I do believe in God and I got a God. Uh, and I go through all these struggles and he talks about all these struggles, right? In the midst of praising God, but also in the times of doing stuff that he doesn't believe, you know, he should be doing, right? But that's who we are, right? We're all complex like that. Complex people. <laughs> Let's listen a little bit more to Summer Friends. Chance to rap for my ones like a launcher. Now I'm the same way. Overtime, all the time, every night. Ready my blessing, I'm ready, I'll wait. Never let a friendship get in my way. Never let a block get in my way. Make the whole song do whatever I say. 79, 79, 79, babe. 79, 79, 79, babe. Some of my homegirls got lost in the paperwork. They was good friends, but I fake the flirt. Cause if it ain't work, can't make it work. It's been a minute since I caught on a friend. Fucked up and fucked all my friends All my friends All my Stick around Some friends, some friends Some friends gon' stick around Stick around, yeah May the Lord give you journey of mercy, may successful branch favor, and bring you back safely. I love you.
When I was so young before I could remember I would always treat my gang like family member Even when I change a nigga never change up I always bring my friend, my friends, my friend, my friends up When I was so young before I could remember I would always treat my gang like family members Even when I change a nigga never change up Yeah, so we were just talking about uh, that emotional connection that you get uh, from music and also talking about how music is supposed to connect generations. Right. Um, so what's so so? Let's think about. I want to think about you. And you, you were saying how you you hip your sons. Yeah. To this. So tell tell us about how what that was like. So tell tell that story. So you know, for me, you know, I got three boys. Man, the youngest is eighteen. Oldest is twenty eight. Uh, and they give me music to listen to and I also try to give them music to listen, that I listen to because what I want them to be able to understand is who their pops really is mm-hmm. right and I think you understand who people are by what they listen to and how they so how they got the grateful good <laughs> they got all they, of that <laughs> they don't listen to it. <laughs> they <got fish> bones. <laughs> but they understand that that's pops right you know one of my favorite albums in the world is from Love Jones that Love Jones soundtrack yeah. the movie uh, and one of the best songs on there is uh, Penny with a Hole in it right Oh yeah. and all three of my boys know that song right because me and my wow. wife Play that album all the time, right? Wow. Uh, that CD, okay. uh, that you know, whatever you want to call it. Uh, so I think that's the thing, right? I think you know, music helps families connect. Because uh, I remember music live uh, at my house, Saturday morning, cleaning up, right? <laughs> and mom's always had good music in the background. She was cooking, but you always had to get up and do what you were supposed to do on that Saturday, right? So music was always just a part of that. So when you clean in your house now, music is on. You're doing your thing uh, and stuff like that. And I think you know. When you think about this song, right, uh, Summer Friends, you know, he talks about how uh, 79th Street was the world then, right? At that age, what you know is your world, right? So that's what you know and what you get into, right? And I think, you know, a lot of our kids still just know such a small part of the world. And it's because we're not giving them all the opportunities and all the access that they need, right? It's not that I want kids to move and leave neighborhoods. I just want them to see how big this world really is, right? bigger than just that. Yeah, right? Because, you know, when I was growing up, I thought 44th, I thought Shiny neighborhood was the world because that's what I knew. Right. I went to school, all my family lived right. there. Right. That's where we shopped. That's where we... That's so real. I yeah. mean, it's just it, right? It's so and, uh, and it's like, how do you help kids love that but then also see how big it is right mm-hmm. so but i think you know that's the thing man and uh, and i enjoy sharing music with my boys and getting and them sending me stuff and say check this out listen to it right because you know my oldest every now and then he'll be riding down the road and one of the de la soul will come on a trap called quest he'll take a picture of the song and send it to me and say i'm listening to this right and stuff like that right so i mean it's just it's a connector right yeah. and it just you know it helps them stay connected to you no matter where you are mm-hmm. and you connected to them no matter where y'all are it helps to have that uh, this conversation absolutely it never it never stops never because it's always a shared yeah. conversation it's always a genuine and it changes over time right you know i can't have the same relationship with my 28 year old that i did when he was 18 right he's a grown man he's yeah, doing no, his thing but we still got to talk about stuff mm-hmm. right i still you know my philosophy has always been once you hit 18 my job is to guide you more than to tell you what to do, right? Uh, you know, so we get to talk about stuff, and I give you my suggestions and ideas. But you got to start making your own decisions. You can't come back on me say, I made the decision you told me to make, Pops, and it didn't go right. I need you to own all of those decisions you make, uh, but let me influence if I can. Uh, but, you know, it's your life, and I got to let you figure this out, right? That's one of the things I love about my mom. 
she got to a place where you know uh and it was uh late in uh you know she's like you know we can argue about you in this school thing and have a bad relationship or i can uh let you figure the world out on your own in your own way right because you're a different kid right i can't expect you to do what your older sisters did and graduate and blah 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 but you know she allowed me to figure it out right she didn't fuss at me uh, and when i dropped out she knew because i was working right so i had a gig uh Chuck E. Cheese, I wasn't no real it was money then. Thanks, man. <laughs> Don't sleep, but uh man. there you go. And then you know, so and being able to see where I'm at now, I know that allowed me to do that, right? Because if she would have forced me to do stuff. We wouldn't have a tight relationship and I don't think I would have been able to find my purpose and reason if I didn't go through this the way I did it, right? So I'm not saying it's right for everybody. But it was it was right for me. I never advocate folks dropping out of school. I think the school system needs to be a little bit better at figuring out a way to educate all of our students and not make sure we're all sitting in the same spaces. But you got to have a difference, right? Because all of us learn different. And there's some of us who learn so far different than everybody else that this structured class system just don't work. True. Right? And uh, I just never felt a connection to school after the sixth grade. It was like, what is this for? I love school. <laughs> so I, I, don't know. I, I, I was into it. Yeah, and I'm glad a lot of people are, man. It just was not for me. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I, and I, I get those that aren't. Right. Because I, sp- I spent a lot of time working with the young people who mm-hmm. were having those, those struggles. And I think I, I think this is just my own personal like philosophy or whatever. I think teachers are artists, mm. like the good teachers. Absolutely, are artists. And if you and if you um, put those tests on them <laughs> and you put all these strings on them, they suffer. Right. They lose. You can't. You, you can't make an artist. <laughs> you can't. You, you, you can't pat them down and tie them down. <laughs> they, they they can't work in that in those kind of conditions. Now, but to your that's point, why they, that's why they leave the position. Right. They go do something else. Or they figure out how to still be themselves inside hopefully. that system. And hopefully. you see a lot of them do that, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, hopefully they do. I tell you, one of the best teachers I've ever saw do their thing was this teacher named Miss Beasley. Uh, it was like when I thought, so, so when I first hit JCTC's campus, right? Mm-hmm. After I got my GED, I thought I wanted to be a teacher. Uh, so, you know, the first things you got to do when you want to be a teacher is you got to go observe a classroom yeah. and participate, right? So they sent me down to Englehart Elementary. Uh, I was in uh, another teacher. Teacher's class, I cannot remember her name, but uh, she also, Miss Beasley, was across the hallway. So they were like, Well, you can do both classes, you can observe my class. And Miss Beasley was like, If you come in my class, you're working, right? <laughs> so you walk in, you're reading the kids, you're grading papers, you're helping them write, you're doing all this stuff, you're going on field trips with me. And the way that she did that was a beautiful thing, right? And uh, what it did for me is it helped me understand I didn't want to be a classroom teacher, but I always wanted to do work with kids, mm-hmm. right? And then my oldest son actually ended up having her for fourth and fifth grade at, 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 at uh, Inglehart. Uh, and she still to this day is one of the few teachers that I saw that I don't know personally right now that just blew me away at how they did things, wow. right? So and I think if you can get in a space like that with a teacher like that, mm-hmm. It can change your whole, change whole everything. Absolutely. So, so we're so we're here for radio. My life on wax. This is a chance to wrap up uh, summer friends with Anthony Smith, and uh, we're coming to the end of the show. Absolutely, it's been good. It's been good. It's been <laughs> Thank you, man. It's been a whole, whole, whole time, whole show. It don't even feel like it doesn't, man. So, uh, so Anthony, usually at the end of the show. We go ahead and we just ask our, our, our legend, our Louisville legend, to just give 
um, a bit of encouragement or some just for inspiration to the listeners. All right, just some 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 advice or a thought or anything that you want to just say to our listeners. Yeah, that's deep, man. So, you know, one, I appreciate being called a Louisville legend, right? Because I don't think I've hit that status yet, but I love my city and I... I'll do whatever I can to make sure Louisville's good, no matter where I'm at. Hey, uh, hey! Before you go forward, <laughs> that Louisville legend, yeah, it's a title, but it's also it's a challenge. There you go. That's why. That's there why I go. say, if you come with my show, you come with challenge. <laughs> I appreciate that. So you know, I think what I would say, man, is uh, just based on the music that you heard uh, throughout this hour, uh, throughout the show, is really be who you are, uh, be best at who you are, right? Don't let this world define who you are. Uh, And one of the things that has helped me throughout my whole career is I've been connected to elders who had my back, who supported me, who saw more in me than I saw myself. Right. And I stayed connected to all of them since then. Right. You know, Dallas Thornton's of the world. Uh, Joe Level, uh, Sherman Bush, my mom. I mean, there's just you can name all of these people, Miss Porter, Luckett, who are older than me, but see that treat me as equal. But also help me grow, right? So find your network of people who always got your back, who want you to be better than what you are right now, but also just to appreciate who you are now, too, right? So I think that's the thing, right? Finding a network of diverse people who got your back, uh, who will uplift you and push you, and then, uh, you know, take some risks, man. Take some risks, right? Uh, I think, I don't, and it's one of my lead quotes, right? And I can't remember the whole quote, but you don't get nowhere until you take risks. Right? And you don't have to be loud about it, right? <laughs> so you just got to do it. Do That's it. right, man. All right, well, hey, we thank you for coming on the show. Thank you for having me, man. This has been a blast. Yeah, it's been my, my life on wax. <laughs> powered by 4 Radio. We have our man Anthony Smith in the building. Next time.